Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? (laughs) We made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to Note to Self. If you're new here, welcome to Note to Self. I'm happy you're here. So today's episode, kind of how every episode has been lately when I have a guest, it's a little bit long-ish. So I'm going to give you just like a short, quick little life update situation. Since we talked last... I have been kind of all over the place. I recorded today's episode with my friend Kimberly. This is actually our second episode that we have recorded together. If you have not heard the first episode with Kimberly, we referenced it a bit in this episode. And I personally find it hilarious, mostly because I fucking love Kimberly so much. She is a friend from years and years back. And I just, I think she's hilarious. And I think she's very inspiring and very intelligent. And she just has like a lot of important things to say that I feel like you'll need to hear, especially since many of you guys love like the single girl content. We kind of talked about that on the last episode I did with her. So that is episode 33. I put that out last February. So go listen to that. You can do it after you listen to this episode too. But anyways, I wanted to mark that that was a really good one. I went to New York, not only to record with Kimberly, but just to like hang out in New York. I feel like I needed some alone time. And y'all know that's my favorite city to be alone in because there's just so much going on. There's so much to do. I can kind of bop around the city and like do some work, see some friends. And I just feel like my best, most me self when I'm doing that in New York. So that was the best trip. There were plenty of solo dates at the sushi bar as one does plenty of 
lunches with an Aperol spritz. I had a few meetings and I recorded, like I said, with Kimberly, I met up with some friends actually from Los Angeles who were in town too. So it was a pretty active trip, but there's nothing I like to do more than sit down for lunch at like Balthazar and have a glass of champagne and do stuff on my iPad with my headphones in. That's really all I want to do in my life. I also had enough champagne to where I went shopping for myself and bought myself a bag that I said I wouldn't buy myself, but it's like the cutest freaking vintage Chanel bag from the real real. So I bought myself something nice. Uh, that's actually in this week's YouTube video as well. If you want to watch that and like, look at the bag, it's actually the sickest bag. I kind of had to get it and I deserved it for no reason. And then after New York, I came back to DC and Joe and I went to the Bahamas. So this was like pretty last minute. Joe plays baseball, as many of you guys know. So they have in their season, like in the middle of the season, they have what they call the all-star break. And it's like three or four days in a row consecutively that they get off if they're not playing in the all-star game. So like the best, best, best go to the all-star game. Joe is actually injured right now. So he I mean, not even in the running, but that would be like such an honor to play down the road and something like that. But if you aren't an all-star, which is like the majority of people, you get those days off. And really it's only three days in a row. And we never really get to travel together or do anything like that, like have a romantic getaway because even in his off season last year, he was having to show up at physical therapy every day and workouts every day. So we just were really overdue for a lovely trip together. Just us. That wasn't for like someone's wedding or whatever. So anyways, we literally booked this, I would say the Friday before we left. And then we left on like a Monday. Thank God for his like travel advisor person. (laughs) They, they killed it. I probably had the best trip of my entire life. It was so relaxing. Well, first of all, let me back up. So usually the boys only get like three days off, but because Joe is injured, his physical therapist was like, why don't you just take the whole five days off for the week and you guys can go do something because it's not like he's doing a lot in physical therapy right now. Like he's doing some workouts and stuff, but he still can't straighten out his arm all the way to like do anything with his arm. And his arm is the thing that's hurt by the way. So anyways, we got really, really lucky. And this is a really rare opportunity. So we we're like, let's go to the Bahamas. It's a pretty easy trip from DC. So we left on Monday, we got in and just had somewhat of a, like a relaxing evening and then pretty much a relaxing rest of the days. <laughs> we literally just like laid on the beach, drank way too many pina coladas. I mean, I was like every hour on the hour, new pina colada. We had lots of sushi. We had lots of room service. It was honestly just something both of us really needed. And it was just the best trip ever. I'm not the person that's like giddy and happy like this, but I like every day, if not more than once a day, would just look over at Joe and be like, this is the best trip of my entire life. Cause I just get to lay and do literally nothing. I did record a vlog on the trip, but that's like pretty much besides taking photos, the only work that I did. We stayed at the Four Seasons. It was absolutely beautiful. We liked it because it was really kind of close to the airport. It wasn't like a huge trek. And we wanted to spend as much time, absolutely maximize the time on the beach. So we just stayed there. It was an easy trip. We kind of took recommendations from people while we were there on like where to eat and stuff. 
we went over to Atlantis and did some gambling. I would say like three of the nights <laughs> and that was fun. I've actually never played blackjack before. And I will say it's much easier to gamble with someone else's money. Um, AKA Joe's money. That was really fun for me. Joe actually won a pretty substantial am- amount of money the first night, which of course kept us coming back like the second and third night. And then he like kept losing. <laughs> You're like, fuck. But anyways, just good memories to be made. And we both feel really lucky that that happened because it's so rare that he gets like a full five days off. It's absolutely unheard of. So we also made vacation besties as you do. Uh, We had our besties at the bar. We would go see. I had the best espresso martini of my life at the bar at the Four Seasons Ocean Club. It was like nothing I've ever tried. And the bartender's name is Keith. If you go there, you have to go get an espresso martini from him. But sitting at the bar before we'd go over to Atlantis or go to dinner or something, we met some people. So we made like friends with this one couple. They were maybe in like their mid forties. They were so fucking fun, y'all. We just like every evening after dinner, we would go hang out with them at uh, the casino and they have children. They're telling us all about it. At some point, the husband was like in the CIA We're trying to get information from him. He's not giving it to us. It was honestly so fun. There's nothing like a vacation couple friend. (laughs) Note to Self is sponsored by Dipsy. Are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed, perhaps? I know I am. These feelings can make it hard to shift gears and really get in the mood, if you know what I mean. With Dipsy, you can focus just on what makes you feel good. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. So what a sponsor to have for a breakup handbook. We're talking moving on. We're talking independence. We're talking taking care of yourself in all the different ways. So Dipsy brings scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Hear the sexy voices of Sharanis J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook, and many others and stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. I personally have never really heard of anything like this before, and I found Dipsy to be really interesting, especially for my friends who really like to read like really saucy books and stuff like that. My Colleen Hoover fans, you know what I mean. So I thought Dipsy would be something y'all might be interested in. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash note to self, that's all caps, N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F, no spaces, obviously. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash note to self dipsystories.com slash note to self. By the time y'all are listening to this, I will be on yet another vacation. I wasn't traveling at all for a while because we were just kind of getting settled here. And then I had to deal with Joe's injury and the surgery and all that stuff. And I was honestly getting 
so antsy to travel. And now I feel like so many opportunities to travel have come in that I'm not even at home ever, (laughs) but I'm very grateful. So I'm going to the Dominican Republic with Revolve and many of my friends. I'm also bringing one of my best friends, Kelsey, to come along with me. So that'll be so fucking fun. I just want to be on a boat. I want to be on a boat so badly. And from what I hear word on the street is we will be on a boat at some point during this trip. If not the day this episode's coming out. Also, I think there's like a moment where we're cigar rolling. I mean, there's just like a lot going on. So make sure to follow along on Instagram for that trip. And I'm sure I'll vlog it and I'm sure I'll put it on fucking TikTok. I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to note that I listened to a podcast episode that I thoroughly enjoyed. I kind of want to start sharing more podcasts that I really like to listen to and like specific episodes with y'all. I'm thinking I might do this on the note to self Instagram and just kind of like weekly on stories or in feed share some episodes specifically that I am really enjoying lately. But one I listened to yesterday that I wanted to make a note to share with y'all is the, I love you so much with Kenzie Elizabeth podcast, the episode with what we said, which is another podcast. They're actually both dear media podcasts. Um, and I've had Kenzie of, I love you so much on my podcast before. And I've been on hers as well. In the episode, they talk about like kind of opening up about leaving an established religion. They talk about summertime sadness, kind of like opposite seasonal depression and kind of just shaking your entire foundation in your twenties. That's like a really great summary of it. So I definitely recommend listening to that podcast episode if you have not heard it yet. And now we're getting to today's episode. I really wanted to chat with my friend, Kimberly. I feel like she'd be the best person to talk us through having your best breakup ever, because I know all of us go through things like this at some point. Some of them are worse than others, of course, but I kind of wanted to give you guys like a little guidebook on it. And I think Kimberly was the perfect person to talk about this. And I think y'all are really going to love this episode. I have so many different like audio clips that I know I'm going to use at some point because I just think they're so good. So anyways, I'll stop rambling. I hope you guys absolutely love this episode. And without further ado, let's chat with Kimberly. All right. So hello, Kimberly. Hello. You're back. I'm back. Last time Kimberly was on the podcast, she brought, you know, to my attention, the fact that we sounded like Migos. So let's try not to do that this time. (laughs) We were literally popcorning off of each other, finishing the sentence. It was fully me. I was repeating the last three words of everything that Peyton said. And I think it was like a nervous tick. So I'm working on it. <laughs> but it really did sound like I listened to probably the first, I don't know, like 20 minutes, like the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't listen to myself. <laughs> and it was like literally like a sick Migos remix about like dating. I know. Well, everyone <laughs> has that moment. I think I also was doing YouTube before I started podcasts. So like... I have watched myself and heard myself and had to edit myself, which is- You're like self-media trained. Traumatizing to watch that. So then you just don't care (laughs) because you're just like, I, whatever. I'll just edit out whatever looks weird. We had to count into the mics earlier, earlier being five minutes ago to like, I (laughs) do sound check. And we had to say like 10, nine, eight. And like, I was like, Peyton was so good. (laughs) How do you be good at that? (laughs) (laughs) It's just beautiful. Okay, so Kimberly is back. She's going to talk about dating some more because that's what everyone loved to hear about from you. Your dating horror stories. There were some bad ones in there. I wish (laughs) I I need you to continue to aggregate these stories 
just so you can come on my podcast. I'm and working on it. it. Like, I would love to find just like a stable, normal man. Mm-hmm. But just for the sake of the podcast, I'll throw in like three or four more if I can. Oh, yeah. Go listen to the Migos episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it below. But today we're talking about doing breakups the best way. So yeah. we're going to let you have your best breakup ever. And I personally have not had a bad breakup. I've had breakups, but there with guys that I, yeah, knock on wood. It could happen to any of us at any time. <laughs> yeah. Stay on your fucking toes Sleep out with there. With your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> I had one breakup or I had, I had two breakups with guys that I liked, but I realized after we broke up, I wasn't in love with them. Yeah. So it wasn't like, it was sad to have someone leave your life after being like best friends with somebody. Totally. But it wasn't, it wasn't love. It wasn't like what I'm in now. And yeah. I also hadn't committed to them. You I know what I mean? think the older you get, the more difficult breakups are because you're just like more committed to that person naturally because you're older. Well, you're getting more serious and yeah. like you have a timeline in mind. Totally. Like I do and I don't, but I obviously see like a future with this person. Yeah. When I was 19, I was like, I didn't give a, f- I wasn't like right. Like in high our school, future together. Like, like I actually remember I had the best high school boyfriend and like that is in my Rolodex of breakups that I will pull some information from. But like, <laughs> we weren't, you know, like super serious. And I remember in high school, people would be like, oh my gosh, like, are y'all going to get married? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm literally 13. Like, <laughs> well, at least you have the forethought because most people don't have that forethought. Yeah. They get in love and then they're like, their head is, I mean, Spinning. up their ass. I don't know what's Which going on there. Which is like the whole problem with breakups is that like your head's in your ass. Mm-hmm. You're in love. Well, your world gets so small. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally. it's you and the other person. Now I will say if Joe and I broke up, for example, I'd move to Washington, D.C. and I live with him. Exactly. Like we'd have to do the move out situation like that. Which is like a divorce. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to like minimize divorces. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's more devastating and more life-changing well, than like a high school breakup and or like, like logistics. a breakup. Yeah. And logistics are fucking terrible. Yeah, you have to see that person through like breaking a lease and just like re-centering your life without like having somebody who is just like naturally becomes the center of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the biggest transition that happens. Which I've never had anyone like that before yeah. until Joe, until I moved it's in scary. with Joe because we dated for a year and a half long distance across the country. So like I would talk to him every night. Like I felt like I had a boyfriend in quotes at that yeah. point. Cause now I'm like, I have a boyfriend, a boyfriend. He is, literally waking up next to me every single day. Yeah. No matter what. That like makes a huge difference. It does. It does. So we're going to talk about your breakups. We're going to talk about how to get through them because we want everyone to have their best breakup ever. And like, I'm not a professional. This is just like, no freestyling. So what I love about Kimberly, and I do want to note this because we keep talking about Kimberly's dating life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all a shit show. (laughs) I want to note that the reason I like Kimberly for this topic is because you're not obsessive about dating. It's like a fun activity that we all like to talk about. Like boys have fantasy football, girls have dating. Dating. Like we think it's fun and we talk about boys. It's not that serious. And the way you talk about it is the way that I do. And if I was single right now, it would be the same exact yeah. way. Well, I think the key to that, not to cut you off, yeah, yeah. not to do like the Migos 2.0, <laughs> but I think the key to that and kind of the key to a lot of other things in life is just like having a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. Like if I had left that horrendous date in the episode that I spoke about with mm-hmm. Peyton and 
been like horrified and I, I mean, I was horrified, but like (laughs) if I had only been horrified and I hadn't just kind of like made it into this like ridiculous spectacle that I did, then like it would have sucked. Like, I think that there are two directions you can go in like any situation. And Mm -hmm. if you, this is on my list. I have like, I prepared an outline, so it's not quite as like chaotic as the last episode. But I do believe that like one big thing is just having a sense of humor. Absolutely. So if you're out there dating, that is like key or you're going to be one of those girls who goes on dates and like thinks you're going to, like you're already sizing him up to be your husband. Yeah. you've like gotten the drink and you know, that's well, a bad road to go down. I like your take too, because you don't center men in your life. Yeah. I think that's really important. And for me, I don't center men in my life. Like I Super. center Joe because I love Joe and I've committed to him. And I've chosen to do that. Yeah. But when I was dating, it wasn't necessarily about the man and obtaining him. It was just more like a fun thing that I did. And it wasn't, I was happy without all of that, which is why I like your take on these things because we're the same age. I like that you can be like, literally no one needs to freak out. Like no one needs to be in a relationship. to freak out. Like we need to stop the freak out. It's like (laughs) a mass panic. And I think that it, happen because of the pandemic because mm-hmm. people feel really set back. But like... Well, everyone's getting married and having babies right now. Yeah. yeah. And like people just accelerated wherever they were previously to now. Yeah. Like in Accelerated. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. But like, I, I think that that's part of why people are kind of panicking mm-hmm. and we need to cut it out. Like it's, it's not a good look. Well, also, I feel like as women, everything growing up, for example, is about finding your prince 100%. charming. 100%. I'm like... I, the whole point of this podcast and pretty much all my content, even though I am always posting Joe, even, and he's like, do you want to be single? Like, why the fuck <laughs> do you talk about this? All yeah. Peyton, like, is in a fully committed I'm relationship like, in Joe's yes. episode that's like, how to live your best single life. Joe is probably like, what the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> so I, I just like that because I feel like a lot of the, let's say I get questions about dating. Yeah. They're all centered around like feeling comfortable single. And if y'all haven't listened to, how to Live Your Best Single Life. Great episode. I will say that's my number one episode. Sometimes I, like me listening back to it, I'm like, why is this so great? But people just resonated oh, with I it. I think it's, I've actually listened to that episode so many times. It's such good like white noise that you can pick up little yeah. things from every time you listen to it mm-hmm. just to like get you in a good headspace. Because mm-hmm. everyone has, I mean, you know. You have your freak out moment. But anyways, I like the way you talk about dating. <laughs> I like the way you approach dating because men aren't at the center of your life, which, you know, I'm a staunch feminist. You know, I'm like a psycho about yeah. that. I'm like, feminism is decentralizing men and making sure that we're getting what we need. Yes. And that's the point of a relationship. So it's also the point of a breakup, making sure that you get what you need. And if you're not getting what you need, leaving 100%. the right way. 100%. Or maybe you get broken up with. Yeah. Which means you weren't getting what you needed because he left. In our <laughs> he or she too. left. Yeah. Like, anything that happens and a relationship ends, I feel like any tips are totally interchangeable to either scenario. Absolutely. Like it can be really hard breaking up with someone because like mm-hmm. the reasons you broke up with them might not be like just because you fell out of love. Like it can yeah. be more complex. And in those cases, then like it still sucks getting over them or even if it's not necessarily getting over them, but just getting back into your groove independent groove. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's like girls need to learn how to boss up a little bit in either scenario. Yeah. I call it your villain era. Most people do call it that. Villain I'm actually going to do my a whole episode on like entering your villain era. I love that. Because I think it's very popular. It's like a buzzword right now. It's like that girl. But it's like I haven't era. heard of villain era yet. So it's new. 
new and fresh. Is it like a TikTok? Well, it's like moderately new. Like it's kind of, yeah, it's a TikTok thing. I've got to get on board. And I've had multiple people be like, you're in your villain era. And I'm like, well, like I guess you are? me. And I'm like, I guess that I've always been in my villain era because it's about setting boundaries oh. and like cutting people off if you don't like, like selfish. Yeah, very selfish. And I'm like, well, this is my life. I'm so. super in my villain era. Yeah. I think that happens when you get in your, like we're in our late 20s. Yeah. I entered my villain era. I mean, like at 25 hit and I was like, oh, Out I don't, don't care about anything. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, mm, I actually don't care about anything. <laughs> I cut like half my life off, like half the people in my life off. Just like I like went full psycho, but it was for me. Yeah. And I'm actually not sorry. And I feel like before I would have been apologetic about it. And now at 28, turning 29 this year, I'm you like, just get over it. I don't, I'm not going to qualify anything. I'm a, my villain era. I live for me. My life is mine and I'll be selfish if I want. 100%. I actually started this thing. It was like my 2022 goal. One of the many mm-hmm. was like, I made this up. So yeah, it might not come out like how it is in my brain, but it's kind of, <laughs> I call it like the 50-50 rule mm-hmm. with like everything. And it's like, I will give the same energy that I get from people like yeah. across the board. And that goes for like dating, friends, coworkers, family. It's like, if they're making an effort, I will match their effort. Like if they're mm-hmm. excited to see me, I'm going to be excited to see them. If they're not, then that's fine. I'm not either. Yeah. And that like has changed my life. And I think that's, that's like a boundaries thing. For a villain era. Yeah. That's, I think that's kind of villain era. Make a little note of that in my, in my little note for. You should. I have like a scratch sheet for every episode. I love villain era. I I've little, actually never heard of that before. Well, you're in it. You've been I in really it. think I am. You've been in it. Okay, I'm so, a huge fan of boundaries too. I well, think yeah. Like, I think that's going to be. Oh, absolutely. But that is like, that's what being in your villain era is all about. Not where I thought you were going with villain era. But also like, but I think it's a like a woman thing. A lot of us don't learn to set boundaries well yeah. because we're taught like if you're going to be a good woman, you don't have any boundaries. Well, and yeah, like, you're supposed to like say sorry to everything. And you can, you have to take care of everyone else. You have to be nurturing. You have to be this. You can be those things. I'm nurturing to Joe. And I'm honestly. I mean, being a woman is a huge paradox. It's, let's be honest. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. So I started not doing any of those things. I think that's great. So that's anyways, that's your little synopsis of Villain Era. That episode is coming soon. I started planning it, but I'm going to put the 50-50 in there. But let's, let's talk about breakups. Okay. So, so you've been through, you said a couple different kinds of breakups. Yeah. So I, you don't need to be specific, by the way. I'm not going to be specific. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to be a little bit specific. Yeah. (laughs) I've had like, I would say I've had three impactful breakups and they were impactful for very different reasons. Not because they were all serious, like equal in seriousness in terms of the Mm -hmm. relationship, but like I had a high school boyfriend who was wonderful and like, it was a very healthy breakup. But like my first, I would say like heartbreak, remotely heartbreak situation, just Mm because we dated for four years. I mean, it was high school. So it wasn't like, you know, we weren't yeah. even like sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> but <laughs> but at the time it felt earth shattering. It's like boyfriend light. Yeah. Yeah. Boyfriend light, like mm-hmm. L-I-T-E. Yeah. And I did the same thing last time where I was like, I'm not going to be specific. And then I go in a very clear <laughs> order. And like anyone who knows me <laughs> knows exactly what I'm referencing. But I've had also like a more tumultuous breakup that wasn't super clean and was like, due to like some unhealthy things and like a lot of back and forth and continue talking. So I've been through that whole thing, totally learned my lesson. We'll never do that again. And, and that's I, the one that was like 
a little traumatizing. That was pretty traumatizing. Okay. I would say my last two were like fairly traumatizing. <laughs> okay. So I don't even know which one you're talking about, but the one I'm talking about was like trauma number one. And okay. then the other one was like, the third one was the only one where like I was fully broken up with. And it was like that in itself is really traumatizing. And like, yeah. as a girl who was taught by their parents, thank God that like I'm the most special, like snowflake on the planet. Mm-hmm. It was earth shattering that somebody didn't think that. Shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, I was not taught that. So <laughs> I was fully taught that. And I think it's why I have like this undying confidence mm-hmm. that like goes through anything, which like maybe gets like <laughs> me in bad situations. But what's well, better than the, you know, opposite of that? Totally. Yeah. I'm super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But it does make it earth shattering when not everyone agrees with like your mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> that like you're not the apple of everyone's eye. <laughs> but yeah, I've had, I've also just like, between those had a lot of dating experience. So I, and, and I feel like I've advised a lot of friends through their heartaches. Well, I think that's your, your skill in life. Thank you. And I want Kimberly to start a podcast. If y'all didn't listen to the last episode and you're not going to go back because you're lazy. Kimberly works in art. Yes. Which I think is such a cool field and it's so New York of you. Thank you. So I was trying to get Kimberly to start a podcast about maybe work. I'm like, that's a great niche, but maybe your niche is just like advising people I do have a lot of like, I have a plethora of unsolicited advice that's just like waiting to come out. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like I- Well, we're soliciting it today. Yeah, we're soliciting it today. But like this, I'm not, it's not often that I have a mic in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like my pipe dream, which this would never happen because this makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. It would not be lucrative. But my pipe dream is to have like a company where people just ask me questions. Like what color (laughs) should my shutters be? All the way from like that and like what kind of coffee table books should I get to like, what should I read this month? To like, I'm devastated. What do I do now? Well, then you should be an influencer because the questions that I get. Crazy turn. (laughs) (laughs) I just think of people from like high school or something being like, oh, remember Kimberly? Yeah, she's an influencer now. Yeah, age 28. (laughs) Random random spin. I mean, TikTok is for everybody. Everyone can be an influencer on TikTok. You can do little snippets on TikTok TikTok of your advice. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That would be actually pretty great. And I need to mix art in there because that's really what I'm passionate about. I just don't know how to like... Well, I, I feel like there's a niche for you in the art situation, but your personality care... Like, let's say the topic is about art, like in your work life, yeah. but like your personality will carry itself through that. And then also you like share like life updates yeah. and like things like that. We'll have to workshop this a little bit. Okay, we will. Anyways, back Anyways. to breakups. Okay. Focus. We always do this. Like <laughs> we shouldn't have had a drink before either because now we're really... We're vibing. So yeah, so I made an outline (laughs) and I did this to keep myself on track because I really could not get through the other episode. It's great. Everyone, I got great feedback, but like hearing myself, how scatterbrained. It is hard to hear yourself and you judge yourself (laughs) more than everyone else does. Yeah. Like my voice inflections are really wild, Mm -hmm. which is something I never noticed, but apparently that's up there. Well, I'm telling you, that's why me editing my own video for so long and audio, watching yourself fuck up on video is, and then like starting over and being like, and I then being like, I can't imagine that's the craziest <laughs> thing on the planet. It's really hard to watch. And after a while, you're just like, I literally don't care. Oh my God. I yeah. can't imagine. I just remember like fourth grade projects where you have to like do a video that's like a fake news segment or something. <laughs> yeah. I used to always be like, I'll be the cameraman. Well, because we are always judging ourselves, but yeah. that's a topic for another day. Topic for focus, day. focus, focus. Okay. So, Okay, so I thought a little bit about like different ways we can go with this episode. And I think 
I was trying to think about like when I've had other friends going through heartbreak or when I've been through different heartbreaks, like why is it for women more so than men? Like, so challenging. And I decided, and again, like I'm not an expert. This is literally just like my own opinion. Yeah. But I think it's because like women, I know Peyton and I are both this way. And I think most girls that I know are like super goal oriented, super like, you know, we go off of our to-do list. Like mm-hmm. we like structure, we like outlines, hence my three page outline episode. And when you're going through like a heartbreak and this really goes for any horrible situation that comes out of nowhere. So like, you know, a death, like a heartbreak, like losing your job, anything. There's no structure really on like what to do next and Mm -hmm. everyone handles it differently. So because everyone handles it differently, you also can't really advise people very well. Yeah. So I feel like for me, when I'm going through like difficult times, especially like the few heartbreaks I've been through, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like it's nice to make myself like sort of an outline. Like, what can I expect here? <laughs> like, okay. What's going to happen? Okay. What are some things I can do? And like, make it not so abstract because I feel like when things are more abstract, they're harder to like really process, I guess. So if I know that feeling because even in the breakups, let's say I wasn't in love. Yeah. It does throw you off course. It totally does. So like, for example, if I'm imagining, if Joe and I broke up, like we're saying that we went, we're goal oriented. Yeah. One, my relationship is on my list of goals. Right, of course. I'm like, now I have to delete it from my to-do list. And your every day. Yeah. <laughs> my 2022 Where goals. You live what? out the window. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? So I see what you're, yeah, I see, I get what it's you're saying. It's just like, now. it's earth shot. Like it can be really earth shot. But sometimes it's easy. Like you're, you regain control when you're doing things like creating an outline or yeah. just like making little notes to yourself. Totally. Note to yourself. Note, Note to self. self. Anyways. <laughs> and you're kind of, making it like a, pro- a new project. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm so all for that. This is why I need Peyton on my podcast because <laughs> she has a really good way of articulating my thoughts. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say in like okay. five words. It's a new project. So I decided, okay, first of all, I decided you've got to break it down into phases and like understand when you're in each phase or else you're just going to be in this like no man's land headspace that's like very overwhelming. And you also feel alone because if you can yeah. like kind of draw out phases that kind of everyone goes through, especially women, I feel like you feel more part of an algorithm almost rather than like in chaos and by yourself. Yeah. And you can be like, okay, like this is next. And then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like a line of order. What are we going to call our listener? Jane? I feel like that's a good name. Yeah. What are we telling Jane when she breaks up with her? Okay. Her boyfriend breaks up with her. She. We're telling Jane. Jane is devastated. Mm -hmm. We're the first thing is like, Jane, you are going to be devastated for like at least a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and you have to just do it. Like there's an expression, like you have to go through it to get over it mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's like so true with anything. Like if you just suppress your feelings and you don't just like let it out and process it, you're just going to like harvest all of it and it's going to become an outburst later. So I think step one is like honestly to wallow and cry and be really sad and like do all the stupid things that like you maybe saw in yeah. a chick flick. Well, also we're put on this earth to feel all the feelings. Yeah. Like, hello, Taylor Swift has a- Hello. It's been done. Well, yeah. Beautiful. Like art comes of pain. Art, But music, we don't need- Yeah. Poetry, everything comes everything. of that. So listen to the sad songs. Yeah. Everyone's there with you. I also feel like, I don't know. I'm just obsessed with like feeling- Maybe because it's because I'm like so like when I had depression for so long, yeah. I've been depressed for so long that I'm like numb. So like when I had feelings, I was like, like 
thank God. Like even sadness, I was like, whoa, this is like, I I'm feel like I'm alive. I'm a big fan of just leaning in. Leaning in, yeah. Like we were talking earlier about how we both have all or nothing personalities, which I think is pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like leaning in is a big part of that. And I also think like leaning in is super healthy. And I'm talking for like a couple of weeks. I'm not talking for like a year. Yeah. I think that like you, in order to get to like phase number two, I think you have to go through phase number one. Mm -hmm. And like, like one of my friends calls it like the mashed potato phase mm -hmm. eloquently. Okay. Like you just feel like a mashed potato. Like you're just, yeah. it's like, you're super depressed. You don't want to move. You're like, you're like stunned, hazy. Shocked, yeah. Yeah. Hazy. Like which ways up. It's a little bit like the stages of grief. Like you're in denial totally. almost. Totally. Yeah. I get so it. I thought about talking about the stages of grief actually, because a lot of people relate heartbreak to grief, mm -hmm. but it just seems like so heavy. Yeah. And I'm trying to not make this too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potato phase. <laughs> So that's, that's where we come to the match phase. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think that like you, you just like have to go through heartbreak and then you get to the healing phase. So that's like phase number two. And I think that is the one that's like a little bit more ambiguous and super long. And that's mm -hmm. when you're like focusing on yourself, working on getting over it. It's no longer about like you being on this unhealthy loop of like having to regurgitate the breakup to everyone you talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. It's like. It's not your life update anymore. No, it's not. Like you've got to move on from it being your life update. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to get over the story. Yeah. It's no longer like, like, okay, this is another thing on like another list that I made for today. But like girls get so obsessed about like the story of their breakup. Mm -hmm. And we like, love a we narrative. Into lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to be deposed. And girls are like, well, on July, he sent me this text that was the opposite <laughs> of what he said when he broke up with me. And like, and he said this and then he did this. And like, it's like an addiction yeah. to getting reactions from people. Mm -hmm. And I do think you need to process it by retelling it a few times and like confiding in people and like going through all of that. But I think at a point, like, cut yourself off. Yeah. Stop telling the story. I was about to cares. say, I think you have to force yourself out of the first phase. I agree. But but it's a delicate situation because you can't do it too soon because you do need to like feel and it'll be different for everybody, totally. obviously. But I feel like you kind of know when you're starting to get a little bit like... You get annoyed of yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. I have been at a point where I've been like, Kimberly, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're like, like, I can't stop. Like you're at a brunch and someone's like, oh, pass the like butter. And you're like, oh my God, like Joe, y'all, Joe like loved butter. Like no one he loved cares. butter. <laughs> and like, if that's your first thought when someone says pass the butter, move on. Yeah. Like it's really time to like give yourself a kick in the ass and move yeah, on. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So that's you. when, like when you start to notice that you're repeating yourself a lot, I think that's a sure sign that like you go to like the healing. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're done You gotta push heartbreak. yourself. We you push gotta ourselves. push yourself. And, yeah. Like, fuck up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I also believe in like a healthy balance between tough love and like being emotional and like mm -hmm. in touch with your emotions. Like I will say my last breakup that I had, which was a pretty tough one, not because of the situation, but because it was like literally in the middle of lockdown. So like yeah. it was extremely isolating <laughs> and like during a really stressful period of time. You had no regardless. outlets. I had no outlets. Yeah. I had like three friends in New York. It was like that in itself made for like a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. During this period of time, I feel like I definitely like pushed myself over the ledge to like the next stage. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I also spent such a long time 
being like, I'm not sad, I'm fine. And like, I spent a month, mm. like I literally remember telling people it's been a month and I haven't cried once. And I thought that was like so- A badge cool. of honor, yeah. I'm like- But here's the <laughs> I thing. I just like a long, like prolonged everything. Well, I think that's why they always say, there's like a generality, right? About like women experiencing breakups different than men. Yeah. And like men will push off feelings because they're like, wearing a badge of honor and we all do it to some extent I think women just kind of especially like, we, prideful like, yeah we end up giving up at some point and right. then men it's like delayed so I've had breakups before I've only had like truly two I've only had two boyfriends and one of them the first one was a great guy as well like literally made the rest what of my relationships I was 19 oh, and he was 21 so and he was truly the best guy I've ever met in my entire life but I just like wasn't Anyways, I wasn't sexually attracted yeah, to him at some that's point. Like a, huge, a pretty huge important part. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, I ended up breaking up with him, and he also like lived different, like in a different place than me. I just moved to LA. I was yeah. like, no, I was. Was he A and M? I was interning in LA. No, he was at the Naval Academy. I fucking hope no one oh. he knows listens to this. But he, so he couldn't leave like the Naval Academy on the weekends. Like the base. Yeah, like I would go visit him, and I'd stay off the base. Yeah, it was like. And then like he would like go back to the base to sleep and then come back in the morning. And like we were fine. My dad was in the military too. And I understand there's extenuating circumstances for things. But anyways, best guy ever. He set the tone for the rest of my relationships. I never dealt with a fuck boy ever again because he was literally like a leader of men, one. And like other people thought he was hot for sure. I fucking hope he doesn't listen to this because he's so (laughs) nice or no one he knows listens to this. Anyways, he actually plays, I think he plays for the Texans now. Oh, yeah. Amazing. He was a great guy and he was my best friend. And when we broke up, he was like a little emotional about it at first, but then he kind of pushed it off and then later came back and was more emotional about it. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's happened to me as well Mm -hmm. in like a few different scenarios, even like micro versions of that, where you're like kind of seeing someone on a more casual level and then like you break it off and you're like, oh, that sucks. Like that Mm -hmm. was a good one, but like it didn't really work out. And they're kind of like off doing whatever. And then they're like, wait, I think I'm in love with you. Like, like months later, like months later, they always resurface. They always resurface. Me goes again. Oh, always resurface. They, they do. It's You're true. catching yourself. Okay. So I'm like, oh, really? All right, cool. We're on to so, the, we're so, now yeah. bucking up and the we're healing. The third phase is independence. And that's like, basically just like the time between when you're healed before your next boyfriend. And I think that's mm-hmm. equally important to know how to navigate. Cause I think that's the phase a lot of girls like, get so in their heads because they're like, I'm single, I'm single. And it's like, it's not a hardship. Let's stop treating it like a hardship. So y'all know I, again, loved being single. And it wasn't because (laughs) like, I think when you say that, like, for example, I'll say it to Joe. I loved being single. Like, he'll be like, why do you talk about all the time? I'm like, because I loved it. It was fun. I basically was single for 26 years. I had short relationships. Other than that, I was single. It wasn't about hooking up with guys and all these things. It was about freedom. And not worrying about and anyone like but myself. Yeah. And like you wake up on a Sunday and you're, the world is your oyster. Things are Best easy. You have no one to answer to, especially when you're, you're like fighting with anyone. An adult and you like can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You make your own money. You're like, the I can literally do whatever are, I want. The nicer it oh, actually is. Yes. And I think that like that's interesting because I think the older a lot of girls get, the more they feel like it's like a stigma and it's mm-hmm. like, like scary and negative, but it's like kind of nice. Like, yeah. no, I'm just like chilling. Well, you have more money. There is something to me, I guess I just really value freedom that I can do whatever I want. Like waking up in the morning and being like, mm, I can 
literally do whatever I want today. I could it's the best feeling. Move to Paris and go by a different name. I always say that one, but I'm like, I literally could do that. <gasps> you could. And, and again, you know more about the world. Yes. Like you yeah. have more money, you know more about the world. You're like, I think you kind of get cooler every year that you're alive. I think it's like a, a that's a badge of honor to wear every what? year. Every year? Every yeah. new year. Totally. Yeah. Like one of my friends just turned 28. And I sent her a little voice note being like, happy birthday, like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she sent me the best voice note back. I wish I could play it because I like want to listen to it every day. She was like, I just feel like every year gets better and better. And this mm-hmm. is going to be such a good year. And last year was such a good year. I was like, wow, what a good turn of events to have a like a woman who's like, I don't know, has yeah. gone straight about well, being 28. That's literally so young. One, this is truly the best year yeah. ever. I actually hadn't really thought about it. And then now when I think back, I'm like 28 has been, I've been calm. I feel Partly because of my antidepressants. <laughs> Partially because I've been <laughs> I'm medicated. But also I just feel even before that, okay, it was just, everything is just better. I feel more clear headed about basically everything yeah. in my life. And my mom told me, and this will always stick with me. And it always, it has to this point. She had two kids by the time she was 28. My sister, I was born when she was 21. My sister was that born when she was 24. So young. And she was like, Peyton, my, the back end of my twenties were the best years of my entire life. It's when I looked the best. It's when I felt the best. And she even had two kids. I think there are some people who like get better and better with age. Well, I personally know how to do things. Well, I've been nervous about that. Like, cause living in LA for six years, the focus is on staying young. Even when you're 22, everyone's like, you need to figure it out. It's a lot. New York is so different. You hang out with the right people though. And it ends up being different. It ends up being more like here when you're with the right crowd. Yeah. But I truly, I guess like you were saying, I learned how to do things better. Like I know what makeup works best on me. I know when to stop doing my hair. Like, I know also, I know not like when I see a girl dress a certain way or doing her makeup a certain way or her hair, I can like admire that without feeling like I need to go and repeat that because yeah. that, by the way, doesn't work. Well, we're also not doing trends anymore. We're not doing trends anymore. Thank yeah. God. When you're, t- I feel like at this t- at this point in my life for the first year, do I like trends? I'm a like a fashion influencer. Sure. So yes, but I've pretty much nailed down what looks good on me and what I like. And that's yeah, what I wear. Exactly. That's, that's how like I do my makeup. That's the best part of this. Yeah. It's like I, I've nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I've nailed it, <laughs> but like I'm getting, I'm way closer than I was when I was like yeah. 18 trying to like do God knows what. I also think dating is better. Yeah. I do think dating is better. I think it's more challenging mm-hmm. because you, I don't know, like my tolerance is a lot lower yeah. Across the board. Like, well, the more everything. you move forward, being independent, doing things on your own, having all this freedom, you're like, this is actually pretty sick. And like, yeah. once you look at it that way, you're like, someone's going to disturb my peace. When you get in a relationship, <laughs> it will disturb your peace. Yeah. Okay. And that's one thing I always kept in mind when I was single. I somehow had the forethought for this because my relationships before I didn't really, I wasn't stressed about them. But I knew people did get distressed in relationships. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm a little bit stressed about being alone and single and whatever. Like, it's kind of sad, right? Yeah. Sometimes. And I remember thinking like, okay, one day I'm laying in bed by myself. I'm like, one day this is going to feel like a luxury. Like, let's say I get married. I have kids. I'm going to go to a hotel to get a oh. bed by myself. And that's going to feel like a luxury. And it's happening right now. And I'm like, sad about it right now? Question mark. Like, I would get myself in the headspace for that. And then the more I thought about things that way and approached it that way, the more I was like scrutinizing relationships and not just like falling into things. Yeah. 
And I just, I love the relationship I'm in right now. And I think it's because I, I knew Joe. exactly what I want. <laughs> Everyone loves Joe. He's the best. Everyone is obsessed with him. But it's because I, it took someone like Joe for me to be like, oh, okay, he's great. You know what also, I mean? Also, Peyton, it takes you being a certain age and knowing enough about yourself to yes. find somebody who's actually a good counterpart for you. Well, also, him and I were just talking about this. We were talking the other day about like, why do you think it worked? And he was like, we are essentially the same age. He's like a little less than a year older than me. And he's like, you know, when I was like talking to you, cause we started texting, like we were just texting at first. It was like through the dating app and then on Instagram and then like texting. And he was like, I wasn't thinking about what I was saying to you. I wasn't second guessing. I wasn't feeling insecure. I was just like, like free flow. I was literally like, I'm not gonna think about it twice. And I was doing the same thing. That's how I treat literally every single But you, that's how you fight. If you're but that's trying how you to, should. yeah, if you're putting on a front when you're texting someone, like you're, or on you're talking, yeah, you're talking to your friends. What should I say? What should I do? That is now them texting the person. So how do you know this person's gonna be right for you if yeah. you're not being yourself when you're when or you're like talking you're to them? Crowdsourcing texts. Yes. Which I think everyone everyone's guilty of that. Everyone's done it. It's I also think kind it's of like fun. Do that a lot more when you're younger. Yeah. It's and kind yeah, of fun. It's kind of fun. Like yeah. in the beginning stages when you're like, oh my gosh, what should I say back? Mm -hmm. Opposed to like your friend came up with this like hilarious joke and then you go on a date and you're actually not funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like things like that. It's like I think as you get older and you like like I have one good friend who's like the perfect girl. Mm -hmm. like she's literally the perfect girl. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's obsessed with her. She has everything going for her. And she's always like, I'm not funny. And she's mm -hmm. honestly, she's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, it's funny when yeah. she's like, I'm not funny. Like, and she's like, all my friends are so funny and I'm just not. And it's so, it cracks me up every time. And it makes me love her so much more because I'm like, self-aware queen. Well, here's the thing. If you look and around and everyone, she, she is listening to this, you are hysterical, <laughs> but it's like in your own way. Well, I can relate to that. Cause when I look around in my life, my whole life, I'm like surrounded by funny people. And I yeah. realized one day it was like <laughs> one of those moments. Where I was like, oh, you're the one that laughs. Like I'm the one that laughs. That's the funny exactly friends. She, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, everyone needs an audience. Everyone needs an audience. Also, it's like being, I think when you hit the age where you're like, it's okay that that's not my strength. Yeah. And then you learn to actually play into your strengths. That's like when everything shifts. Well, also you can become funny. Like for me, I just say the truth all the time. <laughs> this episode just be about how to be funny? <laughs> I just say, I can pivot. I say what's exactly in my head and I'm like being serious. Yeah. And like, it's either so like depressing <laughs> or like so true that like no one would say that or in real life. Lands. Or yeah. And it's just, it's funny because everyone's like, I can't believe she just said yeah. that out loud in public. And I'm 100%. just saying what's in my brain. So 100%. it's like a little cheat code for being funny when you're not. Yeah, a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what the fuck? Are, okay, so what we're talking that? about Joe and I talking about this stuff. I was 26 when I met him. I think me being like, I'm not crowdsourcing answers yeah. to a text. I'm just going to answer the text. I'm not playing a game about this. That helped a lot, but it also that came with age for me and it came with age for him as well. Yeah. And that's how I found the right person because like, we literally weren't like fronting to be someone else. Yeah. Which should I, have been obvious. It comes with age and before. experience of like other mm -hmm. relationships, which is why yeah. I do think breakups in some ways are like pretty valuable. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going back. Okay. We're in okay, the so let independent me, let me pull phase. Up my outline. <laughs> okay. So I came up with some like hard rules. Okay. Like these are non-negotiable hard rules, like throughout the whole process. Of these are the, are there, how many are there? There are a lot. So are we're going to go quickly. There are probably Perhaps. like- I would guess 15. The 15 commandments. The 15 commandments. We can edit it down to 10 and mm -hmm. publish that. Okay. 
So, okay, the first rule, I also wrote these like kind of hastily. So some of these might be really weird. It's fine. Great. We won't judge you. Through. So the first one is if you're concerned with winning the breakup, you have lost. Okay. I, That's on emotional intelligence. Yes. That's, and girls get hung up on that and then don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And girls are like, oh, he has to see this picture of me in these pants because he knows like I look hot in white jeans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm having like, I'm so drunk. I'm having so much fun. Someone take a video of me and post it on their Instagram. Like you need to stop. Like it's out of control. I also think it's kind of a flex that after a breakup, if you, it depends on how the breakup went, obviously. But like my fantasizing of, this is also kind of trying to win a breakup, but is just not being dramatic about things. Realizing this person's important to your life, but also just like going ghost. Like I not, I don't want anyone to know where I am at that point. So I don't want him to know where I am. My last, after my last Instagram, after my last relationship, my Instagram got hacked. Mm -hmm. Literally the day we broke up, my Instagram got hacked. Was this a godsend or like a terrible It was a godsend. And my Instagram, I couldn't log into my Instagram for like Mm -hmm. two weeks. And I swear it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Okay. Just because like I wasn't obsessing over anything. And I also wasn't like... Not that it's not my personality to, I mean, I post so much on Instagram just because I like to, I'm like a photographer. Yeah. But it's not my personality to go and be like, oh, look how drunk I am. Or like, yeah. Like flirting with well, you're, boys, you're doing you more know? like artsy stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. artsy posts, I guess. The but archivist. Either way, yeah, the archivist. That's my art Instagram. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to follow it, that would be great. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, looks on the video. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Looking at the camera. Just Robert. So yeah, I, just basically, you you should not be in the mindset of like, winning the breakup and that's like a toxic high mm-hmm. school thing that I think girls learn from movies and well it's also so natural out. though because it is your ego and your pride totally and that is a natural thing I think you just have to when you feel it you have to acknowledge it and then like tuck and it not go somewhere. too far down yeah. the road mm-hmm. like there are little things of course but everyone's like, gonna do can't go too yeah. far down that road no contact is a big one mm-hmm. no okay. contact no I'm contact. a big no contact girl like mm-hmm. if we're breaking up we are breaking up do you fully like delete the numbers? No. I mean, I think that like sometimes there are logistics that have to mm-hmm. take place. And I think inevitably there will be like one follow-up conversation because one person like has things to get off their chest or has questions. Mm-hmm. But I think like when you break up with somebody and then you never actually sever the tie and it's like, you're still kind of talking to them or like, oh, you can still be friends or like, every day you have a new burning question and need closure. Yeah. Like that's not. Well, you can't ever get into the phases. Like you can't, exactly. you will You're never graduate on. to the second phase, for right. example, or out of mashed potato phase. Yeah. Until <laughs> we, need, we need to come up with a name for the other phases, <laughs> but you won't ever graduate from that. You're just postponing it because you're holding exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I think people have painted closure to be this like excuse to talk to your ex repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And like, we've got to squash that. Well, everyone's also acting like you get closure in life. Like, that's just not how life yeah, works. Exactly. It's not a narrative. Like, we create narratives online. We create narratives in movies and songs, whatever it is, and books. Like, that's not real life. Like, yeah. every story that we read has a beginning, middle, and end. But it's not the way life works. But I think we think about it like that because that's what we consume. Also, so we're, in your head, you're like, I need closure. There's no closure in life. There's no closure in a breakup either. It's always going to be messy. It always feels like an open end. Yeah. Because your heart always is kind of with that person. I feel like. because you're like accustomed to hearing their voice every day. Yeah. Whatever. But like hot take, the breakup is closure. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> if someone dumped uh, you, is that not <laughs> like they don't want to be with you? Like, I, yeah, that's really harsh. Mm-hmm. I know there's some girl listening to that. No, but you need gonna, to like, hear that. Devastated, but you need to it's hear it. true. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to keep telling yourself that. Like, what more do you want to hear from this person? Yeah, there's nothing they're gonna say that's gonna like be life altering. And like, I think girls have this idea that they're gonna text their ex and like be like, oh, I need closure. I have ten more questions. And then their boy, their ex boyfriend is gonna be like. I'm miserable without you. I want to die. Like that rarely happens. And if it does, then like, don't you want them to come to that conclusion on their own without you probing them? Mm -hmm. Probably. Yes. So no contact. Okay. Do not ever confide in his friends. I've seen girls do this where they like corner their exes. Oh no. Oh no. Talk to them about what happened. Okay. One of my exes did this to Laurel. They were in the same city and Laurel was like, she's so kind. And she loved him too. She really did. And he cornered her and she that was so like painful. so I've seen it from the opposite end and I'm just like dude I'm so sorry Lolly. like that sucks by the way Laurel sucks. is our mutual best friend that we have who is like we the keep god's gift to earth like she, she's got she literally is okay <laughs> so yeah don't just don't do that monitor your drinking mm-hmm. like it don't go out and cry mm-hmm. don't go out and get drunk and text the person don't go out and get drunk and do like absurd Instagram stories I think go out and have fun and like loosen up but I think like drinking too much is not going to be the answer and I'm talking when you're in a really bad headspace and I think this goes for any situation like I'm a big believer if I'm going through anything and I'm like not feeling myself I'm not well sometimes I will go out (laughs) (laughs) but like that's not the answer and that's Mm -hmm. not going to get you anywhere good and I think when you're fresh off a breakup you should really monitor your drinking and just I will say the one thing I do well in breakups is that and you wouldn't think about it as the blackout queen (laughs) but I made a rule for myself in college I was like I'm only gonna go out and get drunk like that when I'm happy it's like a celebratory like we celebrate life this way like we go out and also in college at A&M I don't know how y'all were at UT but like we went out less than most colleges. So like we'd work all week and stuff. And then like we'd go out like two nights, maybe on the weekends, like Thursday through whatever. Super healthy. (laughs) UT was not the same. I've never been like a week partier. I'm I'm a weekend girly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we like to make our schedules. Yeah, we're regimen. Yeah, yeah, we are. So. But that's one thing I did well. And that's one thing I I like about myself in breakups. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. yeah. And just across the board. Yeah. Well, also, it's just funny because you wouldn't expect that from me because like I I black out all the time. I went and had one drink with Peyton and she's apparently been drinking all day. (laughs) I couldn't even tell. Oh, this is a really good one. So I made this up during my last breakup situation and I've actually like tried to stick to it because I think it's awesome. I do not leave the house without looking put together and like A+. Mm -hmm. Like I got rid of all my frumpy workout clothes, even if I'm going for a walk or like going to the bodega, yeah. you will just feel better being out of your apartment or out of your house if you like look put together. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like dress up and get cute. Like yeah, just cool sweatpants. If just, you're I mean, pants. things that you like. I'm a big like supporter of that in general. Yeah. Like I don't, I just don't want to like have things in my home that I don't like. And I yeah, feel like- like get rid of the gross socks. Yeah, a breakup is a good time to like reset. Yes, it's like spring cleaning. We're thinking vision boards, go on Pinterest. Look vision what you want to, what do we want to dress like? <laughs> that's our new project. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that's like a good thing to focus on. Yeah, it And is. then you like- If you like, like that kind of well, stuff. Test well. Yeah, yeah, if you like that kind of stuff. If mm-hmm. you don't, then like just- Do whatever you want. <laughs> Another big one is tell your friends what you need from them because they cannot read your mind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to react when their friend is going through a crisis. And that's not something your friend 
is required to know how yeah. to do either. So like, and I do this with all scenarios with my friends, like all my friends who will listen to this are going to laugh because they've all gotten a text from me that's like, I need to say something out loud to someone and then we're not going to talk about <laughs> it. And they're probably like, okay. They feel like, cool. they're like in a corner, like, yeah. okay, do whatever you want. And then I'll send the text <laughs> mm-hmm. and I get it off my chest and we don't need to talk about it. Okay. Like, I think that's a good trick. Mm-hmm. And like, like call your friend and be like, I really need to cry with someone or mm-hmm. like, I really need to talk about this for 10 minutes or like ask you a question. Yeah. But like tell your friends what you need from them because like, again, like boundaries, mm-hmm. like you don't want to take advantage of your friends who are like trying so hard to help you, you know? Yeah. And this is back in like crisis mode. I'm not talking like long-term. Long-term, you should not be talking about it that much. Yeah, yeah. So Because your friends do have lives. Your friends do have lives, yeah. Their own lives. They have their own lives. The world is still turning. Yeah. Even if you feel like it's not, it is. <laughs> oh, this one's kind of funny. I feel like girls, when they're single, like go out looking like a deer in headlights sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like even at the grocery store, I'm like, they're looking for a boyfriend and it's like written all over their face. Yeah, yeah. So I have like a hard rule about like, don't go out looking like Bambi the deer. Like, <laughs> just don't. Let me tell you, as a person with severe anxiety and depression, uh-huh. I have never even thought about that one time. That is so funny. When I go out, I am looking down. That's my rule is I'm not looking head up. down yeah. or nose in the air. <laughs> Head is down. You're not looking for a boy. My headphones are in. (laughs) You're looking for produce. And if I see someone remotely my age, different aisle. Head down. (laughs) Head down, different aisle. I'm not looking at him. One or the other. This is when I'm single and like okay to have a boyfriend. Yeah, same. (laughs) This is like every day. It's too much for me. But that's something I think a lot of girls like. Mm -hmm. Not that we're not looking for the next one to life, but yeah, yeah, that's not like your goal every day is like going out and finding a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I think that like when people get stuck in that mindset you can like smell it mm-hmm. and can. when it's not attractive. Well, there's like an energy about it. Yeah. And though, you know, maybe I'm getting a little woo-woo here, but you can feel well, energy. Woo. I could It's not. incredibly you obvious. Can smell it. Yeah. Smell it? What does that smell like? Just like energetically. Smell <laughs> <it>. <laughs> the last one is have a sense of humor. Because mm-hmm. um, everything really is funny at the end of the day. Everything really is. But again, it's the depression thing because I talk about this a lot. Depression makes everything a little bit funny yeah. because like it is meaningless almost in your head. Like you're like, I literally am on a rock. I think that's not a bad way to think though. Yeah. You, like, you kind of- think matters that much. Your perspective. Here's one thing about myself that I think my mom was like, you have depression if you think this way. And most people have told me this. My <laughs> psychiatrist told me this, but I'm like, it just seems realistic. Like I zoom out. So like I zoom out of New York City. We zoom out of the US. We zoom out to like this little floating like rock in the space. Right you know now. what I mean? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like- that new picture? From the telescope or yeah. whatever. I tried to pull it up today. Oh my God. It'll blow your mind. I'm like, this is stupid. Like everything we do is just like kind of funny and dumb. Yeah. Like me worrying that like one of my nails looks like shit before mm-hmm. I left the apartment. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. I also like the zoom out mentality. Yeah. I think about that too. And like one thing on another list that I made for today is like. <laughs> Get eight lists. <laughs> I have four lists. <laughs> one of them is like, I think you need to look at your life from a bird's eye view. Like instead of being like, oh my God, like yeah. I'm so sad about this, whatever. Like think like stalk your own Instagram mm-hmm. and look at yourself from how other people see you and yeah. like the cool stuff you actually do. Like it is kind of a friend that you're putting out on Instagram, but those are still things that you did. Yeah. That's still your life. I will say with my job, the one thing that has been helpful is my social media Yeah, is it is me. And I'm very like open about who I am online. Like there's no front that I'm putting on most of the time. Yeah, I might edit a zit out here and there, but I'm not like, I don't 
do things for social media because my job is to live and then put it on social media. Yeah. But I will say it feels separate from me because I have to, you have to brand yourself. You do think of yourself as a brand. That is so interesting. And your whole persona online becomes a brand oftentimes made by the people who follow you because they'll explain to you what you are. And then you're like, oh, that's my brand, right? That you don't even realize that's so that it's wild. your brand. And then you look at the different platforms like YouTube. I'm like, okay, that's where my long form content goes. And TikTok is where shorter form content goes. So do you feel like you compartmentalize like all these Yes. People? And then I like, when I look at my social media at all, it feels like a bird's eye view. Yeah. Because when you look through a brand lens, everything is at a bird's eye view. Yeah. So- Luckily for me, that's how I think anyways, which I- I mean, your life looks baller on your Instagram. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like your job. Well, yeah, and it's my job. But most of the time I'm just like, I don't know, you you do play to a brand and so that makes it a little bit easier yeah. to kind of disconnect from the social media yeah. aspect of things. Totally. A little bit. But everything is still a little bit funny. Everything's funny. Everything is funny. Nothing's that big of a deal. Like you also like- you will get over it. Like mm-hmm. it's like you were fine before this person. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine after this person. Like yeah. This isn't the end of your life. And it, it feels like it. Like yeah. not minimizing a devastating breakup. It definitely can feel that way. But like you have mm-hmm. to remember that like the relationship was awesome 50% because you're awesome. Yeah. It's not like you sucked and then met this person and then they changed your entire life. Yeah. And if that's the case, then just like get improve yourself. Well, also you need to like... It's back to the feeling like I told, I said this to an ex before and I told him when we were breaking up that I feel grateful to have felt the things that I felt for him. I feel grateful to have thought that about anybody. That's a great way to really, yeah, like really respected him, really like connected with him in certain ways, maybe not so much in other ways, Yeah, but I felt grateful to have the experience to like feel important to someone else. But I also, again, with the bird's eye perspective, I'm with the camp of like, your life is like an aggregation of experiences. So like, again, even the bad ones, the bad feelings, you do need to feel them. You do, you need to go through them. Yeah. It's all a process to get to other feelings. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's necessarily horrible, though it feels horrible. You, you will get through it. And it kind of goes along with things being like kind of funny. Like it's, if you don't kind of rate your feelings like one to 10, like some are good and some are bad. They're just like feelings you're collecting as you're going along. I think a breakup, especially when you get perspective from it, feels like it's just a life experience. Yeah. And you'll appreciate like the next relationship more. Mm -hmm. Like I will say that 100% every time I like a relationship doesn't work out, no matter how serious or like fleeting it was, it just makes me appreciate the next person because they're an even better match for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm even better because like I've learned more. And it's kind of crazy because you remember being like breaking up with someone and thinking there's no one else out there for oh me. Oh my God. Like I think back to how I felt freshman year of college when mm-hmm. I broke up with my high school boyfriend and I was like, my, I was so dramatic. So this is, I'm like really throwing myself under the bus. This, story. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. When we broke up, Laurel Carroll tells this story all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I told her that we broke up and she's like, literally by the time we lived two minutes away from each other in high mm-hmm. school, she was like, by the time you told me y'all break up, y'all broke up. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to your house, you had already made a full Spotify playlist that was like breakup <laughs> songs. And like, it's true. <laughs> but you were ready for like your, your, I thought my life was phase. over. Yeah. I really thought my life was over. And I was like, oh my God, like he calls, he has this cute nickname for me. Like mm-hmm. no one's ever going to have another nickname for me in well, my entire life. It's the thing of your life gets so small when you're in a relationship yeah. and you, again, you cannot zoom out. It's hard to zoom out because your life is you and that person. And then the first time that you 
like are out and about and you like attract somebody, someone like very organically. Mm -hmm. And like, you can tell that you've piqued somebody's interest. And yeah. you're like, oh, wow. Like okay. a, my life is not There's over. other people. There's other people <laughs> out there. So yeah. Is that the last of the commandments? That's the last of the commandments. And then I have, well, I have a lot on here. I don't know if we're going to have time for all of it. Well, let's just run through them. Just Okay. We'll do like rapid fire. Rapid fire. Um, Remember last time we tried a rapid fire? <laughs> no. Well, we were like, we're going to rapid fire this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Probably didn't really go very well. Okay. So I'm going to go through them quick. Okay. Okay. So I'm these are talking. immediates and tangibles. These okay. are things that you can like tangibly do. And this is like in right after you're like, you break up. Okay. Cry. Mm -hmm. Good <laughs> one. Very tangible. Consider deleting social media or taking a break. Mm -hmm. Make a list of everything, like all the doubts that you had about this person and read through it when you're like, finding yourself idealizing them. That's your closure. That's your closure. Mm -hmm. 100%. Go get blood work done and just see if you have any vitamin deficiencies <laughs> that you probably haven't done it in a while if you're in a relationship. Hey, that goes under the reset file. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think that's pretty important. That is. Delete your text stream with your ex. Like you don't mm, need it. You smart. don't need to be reading it. Again, we're not lawyers being deposed yeah. after a breakup. Buy a new duvet. Okay. Change the energy in your room. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be sleeping under that duvet anymore. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It, I bought a new duvet without really, it wasn't like a coping mechanism. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, because I wanted it a new one. It just felt good then. And after. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I might buy weight. a whole new mattress. That was lifted. <laughs> yeah. Make to-do lists for okay. the week. Just like feel success and mm -hmm. motivated. Dopamine. Um, you need a dopamine hit. It is like serotonin. Yeah. Checking yeah, yeah. something off of the to-do list. Mm -hmm. Rearrange your room. Change the energy. Get silky pajamas. Love. Lunia. Is the yeah. best. Okay. Washable silk. Washable I, silk. Familiar. Like if you're going to be depressed in bed, feel luxurious. You need to feel like, again, like you're living in a rom-com. Yeah. Like when Elle Woods broke up with Warner. Yes. That's what we're going for. That's, that's exactly the, what we're going for. That's the for. aesthetic. <laughs> Exercise. If you live in New uh -huh. York, do a class at Forward Space. It's like mm -hmm. a dancing class. Ooh. You will cry laughing the whole time. <laughs> like it's the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. And it's so much fun. Okay. It's like you cannot be, it's like what I said in the last episode, like you can't be sad when you're listening to like rap music. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't be sad when Nicki Minaj, you will not be sad. Go listen to Bad Also, literally, Nicki Minaj could have brought me through so many breakups. Just oh my God. I, I mean, rap music and like also classical music for me, but mm -hmm. that's not as like... Again, that's a very extreme... Very party. extreme. Actually, is it? Mm. I'm always one or the other. Mm -hmm. Like Tchaikovsky or yeah. like rap, like mm -hmm. trap music. Yes. They're Houston both very trap, uplifting, in fact. I think. Yeah, H-Town, mm -hmm. H-Town baby. <laughs> Go lingerie shopping for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just a good confidence boost. Yeah, yeah. Go regular shopping, obviously. Get a mantra, not a cheesy one, a cool one. That's mm -hmm. important. We're not like doing the cheesy stuff. Okay. Like, we're doing like, you're a badass is like mm -hmm. the best mantra. Just say like, you're a badass. Okay. In the mirror to yourself in the morning or what? No, just like in your head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like walking around. I'm just picturing you in your mirror. I'm not like a mirror <laughs> talk girl. I'm more of like an inner monologue girl. Listen, I tried it because you're supposed to do that and it is uncomfortable, but because it was so uncomfortable, <laughs> I was like, I should do this because it's so uncomfortable. Like, it probably does really through this. get you out of your comfort zone. Well, you just look at yourself and I rarely, again, I'm, I like, I do my makeup and stuff, but I'm yeah. not like, I don't like look at myself. I don't either. Like, I actually feel very uncomfortable with this like camera and this monitor. Like, <laughs> I can't, I'm like, this oh. is easier, but like looking at yourself in the actual mirror, like yeah. close, you're like, I get too existential with it. So it like stresses me, me out. Me too. So I don't really usually look at myself, but I challenge myself to do that. And I mean, 
it's a little scary to I'll do give that, myself but. mean pep talks in the mirror. Like, yeah. I'll be like get your fucking shit together. But I'll, I, I wish I heard saw- badass. <laughs> I wish I could see one of these. Okay, just record it. Like when time. I get really, when I'm in a dark place, I'm like, get your fucking shit together. I'm like, right Looking now. in your eyeballs? Yeah, looking okay. at my eyeballs. Okay. And it snaps me out okay. of it. Oh, don't stalk them on social media. Stalk yourself oh, yeah. on social media. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm a big fan of just unfollowing them. Mm-hmm. Like... If you need, if you need to do that, yeah, I, I feel like the optics on blocking are hard, yeah. But I do kind of, I can see the value in it if you're obsessive. So here's how I feel about that. I'm not a, well, I do block people, but like that's oh, I block like crazy, yeah. I don't block ex boyfriends, and I don't unfollow them unless it's just like, I had one where I was like, I just need to like cleanse them out of my Mm -hmm. peripherals, and like. Mute them if you want, but I I just Ooh, like, don't. A mute think, tool is mute tool is great. Amazing, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good one. Also, though, I I am talking about optics, and I mentioned it because I think we all think about it. But I do think doing what you need to do and being worried about yourself is like Rule first step. One. And yeah, so like if you need to do something, just it's do like it. back to winning the breakup. Like yeah. don't if something's gonna be better for you but you're like worried about what, what he might think, mm-hmm. then you're losing. Yeah. Already. We're, we're not worried about that. Yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, this is a good one. My dad taught me this, like the five senses rule. Like if you're in a really dark place, mm-hmm. think about your five senses and like what you can alter to make your brain happier. So like mm-hmm. a better smell, like silk pajamas, a better touch, like go look at nature. Yeah. It's yeah. like have something yummy. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So like, that's a good, like that's like an anxiety coping mechanism mm-hmm. is like, or like depression, like five senses. Yes. Oh, just like writing a letter on your computer and like mm-hmm. editing the fuck out of it until you're so sick of it mm-hmm. and then deleting it and mm-hmm. not sending it. Okay. I think it's a great coping mechanism. Just exiting out. Yeah. That's very, it's giving me rom-com energy. It's just like a good way to get your thoughts out and process and like without reaching out to them or without like annoying the shit out of your friend. Well, again, creating your own closure that you're yeah, not going to get totally. from your real life. Like I had a letter on my computer at one point mm-hmm. and like I acted like I was going to send it to the New York Times. <laughs> I was so serious about it and I knew no one was ever good. Like it was yeah, never yeah. planned to see the light of day by mm-hmm. anyone, but it really was so helpful because then I would read it a week later and be like, that was so dramatic. <laughs> and then you're kind of laughing at yourself and then you're like, oh, wow, I've made progress. Yeah, yeah. So it's also a nice little like barometer of yeah. how you're doing. Makes sense. Okay, so now we're gonna, I have like a little section that's like, let's talk about these things. So like social okay. media, we've talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about like, you know, you don't need to be posting what you're doing 24 seven so that they'll see it. Yeah. You don't need to be stalking them. If you mm-hmm. need to block them or unfollow them, do what's gonna make you feel better. Again the theme of it's not about them anymore. It's about you. Yeah. I have like a hard stance on holiday and birthday texts. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like girls send themselves into a tailspin of like, do I text him on his birthday? And like, no, like you really don't need to text him on his birthday. Yeah. Like, what are you going to get out of that? If he doesn't answer, you're going to be bummed. Mm -hmm. If he answers and says, thanks, you're going to be be bummed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like there's no really anytime you're thinking about reaching out, I think it's important to step back and be like, what are the the scenarios here? Mm -hmm. What could he say back? Like, what am I looking for out of this interaction? Mm -hmm. And usually it's like a self-soothing. Yeah. It's like an impulse that you really should just look past and not do. Yeah. Well, also that also that helps with the moving into more independent stages because you need to learn to self-soothe. Yes. Because they're not your soother anymore. Let's be real. 
Which is like the last phase independence. Yeah. <laughs> you def- sometimes you divorce yourself in that situation. Totally. You know? Yeah. But that's like an important life skill. It's mm-hmm. just like self-soothing. Not relying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're supposed to learn that pretty soon. <laughs> I had on here closure myth, excuse. <laughs> so we've gone through that. We, we talked about that. Oh, there's this phrase like get over someone by getting under someone else. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't believe in that because I think it's like a lot more powerful to get over somebody kind of on your own. Yeah. And I think that has more longevity too. I also just like, logistically speaking, after having sex in a relationship, like going to have sex with a random guy. It's not going to, oh my God, just like don't do it. Don't do it. Give yourself the horror. Yeah. And you're just going to feel guilty about it. It's not going to be great. It's going to be... And you think it's going to be like an amazing... All It's just going to make you miss your ex. Yeah. That's literally it. Word. <laughs> yeah. Word. Don't do that. Don't do it. And like go on dates and flirt. But I think mm-hmm. just like doing things at your own pace and focusing on yourself rather than like flirting is fun. Guys, flirting is so fun. It's like it's like mini validation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like micro validation. Yeah. It's micro validation. <laughs> I flirt with everyone. Yeah. I, I flirt with like moms, dads, <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah dogs true (laughs) I think flirting is great and it is like it's fun it's just like good practice yeah like I don't know what I'm practicing for well it's not so it's it's getting out of your own head you're just like experiencing things and like having a good time it's just fun yeah so yeah I think I think flirting is flirting is okay flirting is okay getting under someone you're just going to be disappointed I think I agree and I think you'll feel icky and like it's a band-aid and yeah it's like a way to kind of almost self-sabotage. Well, it's kind of the same as going out and getting blackout. Yeah. And like posting on your story about it or something. Yeah. Totally. Which by the way, we are not judging. Oh, I'm sure no. we've done and some I've, of the sort. I know half these things yeah. have done them. <laughs> and they didn't and if you work do them, that's also okay. We don't need to worry about it. That was yesterday and we're moving on. Like but. I had one breakup where like we were just obsessed with each other. We could mm-hmm. not stop talking to each other. Uh-huh. It was like Every, like, half of this came from things I did. <laughs> so I'm not here acting like I've never done any of these things. Some of them I've never done, but, like, yeah. Well, every piece of advice that you give someone else is because you had to learn it. Yeah, And totally. you did it. And you're but like, I think, mm, like, it didn't work. All in all, I think the most important thing is, like, learning how to be on your own and, like, being happy being on your own mm-hmm. and, like, not having that feel like it's a negative thing because it's, mm-hmm. it's really not. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's a lot of freedom. There's freedom. And there's like, I don't know. I just think like, like, I feel like there are all these girls on TikTok that are like, you have to love yourself. And like you do. But I think girls don't really think about what that means. Yeah. Like, not like loving yourself in like a cheesy way. It's yeah, like, yeah. be obsessed with yourself. Like enjoy, mm-hmm. like I really enjoy myself. Yeah. <laughs> like I when feel, I go do things thing. alone, I have a really good time. I feel most comfortable around myself. Yeah. That's and a really I think good way to put it. that Though sometimes I disapprove of my own self as a third party to myself. I, and I don't always (laughs) love myself. Sometimes I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But you always have like some grace for yourself, I think. And that, that goes along with, I mean, you have grace for everyone in your life. So like have it for yourself. That's actually a really good point that Mm -hmm. I didn't even say is like, give yourself grace. You have to have grace. Yeah. That's one of my, I have like five pillars because I'm not a religious person. So I like make my little, it's trust. Yourself okay. and the universe, just the world. I love trust the universe. Trust. I have trust. I have a tattoo that says trust. I saw that. Truth. So like always be realistic with yourself. Love. Persistence. It's a good one. No, patience. Why am I saying persistence? <laughs> Pers- uh, patience. My Grace. Like, wow. Wow. That's like, intense. <laughs> I was like, that's like my dad came out. I'm like, persistence. 
though. Patience. Patience. With yourself. Yeah. And then grace and freedom. I like those a lot. Mm -hmm. I like trust the universe. And I like that a lot more than like everything happens for a reason. Because like, yeah, I do believe that everything happens for a reason, but I don't think that's comforting to hear. I don't like the way that's worded. Yeah. Yeah. Like trust the universe feels a little bit more like Jesus take the wheel vibes. I was about to say, that's what, that's like religion is basically. You like kind of, you, you almost like get responsibility off of you because you realize that you don't always have control of everything. So you're like, well, I just have to trust. Totally. And see the best in the, in this situation. But anyways, that's one of my, grace is one of my pillars that I have to remind myself of. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. And like going back to the first phase of like heartbreak when you're mashed potato, like if you don't give yourself grace and just like let yourself wallow for a little bit, Mm -hmm. you're never going to actually start healing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I believe in. And I also think giving yourself grace, an important part of that is the not judging yourself. Yeah. It's super easy to judge yourself more so than anyone else. 100%. So I think that that, that's what giving yourself grace is, is not judging yourself. Yeah. Like you, like if you're trying to make your friend feel good about themselves, like think about yourself as. Yeah. Like the expression, like treat yourself how you would treat your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Or your. Which is hard to do. It's really hard. I'm really bad at that actually. Mm -hmm. Because I'm more on myself. I have made an active effort. I realized this when I was in college and Laurel and I actually were talking about this the first time I ever talked about it with anybody. I was like, I was thinking about how hard it is to say things that you like about yourself or Mm -hmm. things that you do well. And this is for everyone. I also think it's a big thing with women. I think we're not allowed to like ourselves a lot of the time. Our whole life is like groomed for shame. Yeah. And if you are, if you do like yourself, you're up your own ass. Yeah. And you're obsessed with yourself and you're conceited (laughs) and you're all these things. But I realized, I think that was one of my epiphany moments. I was like, that's a really, I, I have about to, that a lot. Yeah, I have to challenge myself to say things that are good. So you'll hear me even over the course of this podcast. I'm like, one thing I think I'm really good at is, you know, the zooming out and the perspe- getting the perspective because yeah. I am actually good at that. And I've had to really challenge myself to that's say- That's a really good exercise. Those actually. things, yeah. So that, that should be, that could be something good, I think, in yeah. your breakup to start practicing is like thinking about the things you do well and practice saying them out loud. Yeah. Like admit just, like, them to people. Because like that builds confidence. Mm -hmm. It does. And like recognizing your strengths instead of trying to improve your weaknesses, like obviously both are important, Mm -hmm. but like it's the same thing like we were saying when you're younger and you see a girl wearing like a shit ton of eyeliner and you're like, oh, she looks good. Then you do it and you're like, why don't I look like her? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, because you're not her. So like focus on, like I, somebody said the other day, like what is the best compliment you've like ever gotten that Mm -hmm. you were like, oh, wow. Like that was like, really nice. And I've never thought about that. Like mm-hmm. that is your natural strength. Like, yeah. Things that people say to you, mm-hmm. make those better instead mm-hmm. of focusing on like things you admire about other people. Like, of course yeah. there's a balance there, but like, yeah. yeah. And also I think it's just important to practice that and, and do it outside of, you can always look at yourself and be like, I'm the hottest bitch alive. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm dressing cute. I got myself together. I'm wearing the cute outfits that I like. Going. I feel even comfortable in them. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself, but Really focus, I focus this exercise on ex, like not the way that I look. Yeah. What is the word I'm thinking of? Just Your like inside. internally. <laughs> What's the word? No, internally and like things, skills I have, things yeah. that I do well. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's a great, that taught and me like confidence. And like your energy that you give off. Mm-hmm. I think Which, that's important. Yeah. I mean, you can't really control that, but. No. <laughs> well, you can control it. I think your thoughts, like they become hundred percent. You know what I mean? hundred percent. So you have to like start, like yeah. you were saying, on the inside. And now we're rambling. <laughs> now we're rambling. I also, I have to go to bocce soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly is a part of a bocce. I'm in a bocce league. League. 
That's very New York of you. <laughs> I still don't know what bocce is. I'll have to Google it. And it's not even like one of those leagues that's like to make new friends. It's mm-hmm. like just all of my just friends. Just your already friends. My already yeah. friends to go play bocce every other Wednesday. Well, I'm going to go have the best night ever. I'm, I think I'm going to take myself to Bond Street Sushi. Oh my sushi. God. Go sit downstairs. Downstairs? Okay. Vibes. I am ready to have some sake. Amazing. By myself. Sounds fun. I'm living my European life. I'm eating a lot of cheese. Love. I'm walking everywhere. Amazing. I'm drinking at literally any point of the day. All day. All day if I want. I mean, that one drink like really did me in. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I may steal trap. <laughs> that you really happen? are. Like, I really can't believe. I thought you were dead sober. And then you had, you had had a couple drinks before yeah, we met. I did. Well, I had Thank one so champagne glass. Of course. I hope that that was helpful. And I do have like extensive notes. So maybe there'll be like a part a two. A part two, yeah. Even some other things. Well, also, um, I feel like sometimes I just want to have a friend on that yeah. I've known for a while. Like I've known you for, I think we met when we were 18. Eight years? 10 yeah. years. That's wild. Years. Because we met through Laurel. Laurel when we were both in college. Did you live at Hardin House? Yeah, I did. Then I definitely met you when we were 18. Yeah. Anyways, so we've we've Hardin been House. through it. But I want to have like people on that are friends and I know I can we can it's talk so and it'll, all, it'll always get somewhere. It's so fun. We're always so profound. So profound. After a couple drinks. So rambly. <laughs> like it's insane. Like we can't follow an outline to save our lives. We can't. Like, but I'm rapid fire was half. <laughs> the last episode was just for me to tell one story and I didn't even get to the story to like the last 10 minutes of the episode. <laughs> oh God. Well, I love it. That's what podcasts are for. So fun. Rambling. Okay. So I'm going to put Kembo's, even though you hate that name, Kembo's, Kyvist, Instagram. Is your regular Instagram public? No, but like a bunch of people followed it after the last episode and I accepted them. I was like, sure. Y'all are welcome. Why not? She'll know it. Y'all are coming from me. Follow me on TikTok. (gasps) Yes. Follow her on TikTok. I think it's just Kimberly Landa. Okay, you can just search Kimberly. Landa. I literally love TikTok, y'all. Like, I think I'm really good at it. Okay, good. I don't have very many followers. I need some ideas for my TikTok. Actually. I work on these things. Like, they're movies. Like, they're <laughs> like my life's work. Like, if you watch one, just know that I probably spent a really long time on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of thought went into it. So, like, engage. And I get, like, 30 Share. likes. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thank Until you. next time. Until next time. Okay, bye. Forever. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>